Welcome to the AutoWorks Podcast. I'm John Lonis, owner of AutoWorks Service and Repair in Prescott Valley, Arizona. Tune in every week as we navigate the winding roads of car care, share professional tips and tricks, and give you our takes on the ever-changing automotive industry. All right, welcome back to another episode of AutoWorks Podcast. This one we'd like to talk about vehicle longevity and maintenance and what this actually means for your car. So I guess this is finally actually going to be tips from AutoWorks. Um, new cars and trucks, they're definitely expensive in the maintenance for these trucks with all the synthetic oils and stuff that they have for them and that they require. That seems to be expensive, but when you look at the actual purchase price of the vehicle, it's a drop in the bucket. Um, again, I've got Mark, my shop foreman, with us again. And Mark, we're going to be talking about some tips on how to maintain your vehicle and get the longevity, the life, and the most miles and reliability out of your vehicle. So hopefully this will be a good topic for you and you'll have some good ideas as to what keeps a vehicle running. So welcome back to the show. Thank you. All right. So um, vehicle manufacturers, they have a thing out there that they call lowest cost of ownership. And part of that that they factor into that is the cost of the maintenance, the cost of doing transmission services and brake fluid flushes and oil changes. And back in the day when we were growing up, everything was always 3,000 miles, you know, six months, 3,000 miles for an oil change. Um, Same thing with your transmission. You wanted to do that every 25 to 50,000 miles and stuff. And if you actually look into today's owner's manuals of today's vehicles, there's a lot of changes that have gone on there. There's no more valve adjustments. There's no more um, transmission services. They actually consider that a lifetime fluid. And I don't know how many listeners out there have had to replace their transmission, but when it's a four to $6,000 replacement um, bill, and if you talk to the transmission shop, they're going to tell you, if you would have done maintenance and service the fluid mm-hmm. every thirty to 50,000 miles, you wouldn't be replacing this at 120,000 miles. Um, so, Mark, what's your thoughts as the manufacturer is trying to minimize the cost of maintenance on the vehicles? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think the main reason that they do that is they know it'll last long enough to get out of their warranty. Out of the manufacturer's Correct. warranty. Right. Um, you know, doing oil change at 15,000 miles is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. We've seen a couple of We've seen a like, Wow. Yeah. Um, I guess if you're leasing a vehicle, um, maybe going by their book, that would be a good thing because you're going to turn it in in three years, yeah. 36,000 miles. Somebody else's problem. And like you said, <laughs> yes, it will be somebody else's problem. And that's kind of sad because some people think they're buying a low mileage car. But if it was maintained by what the manufacturer's specs are, Europeans are really, really bad for that. I mm-hmm. We had a customer bring theirs in. I think it only had 60,000 miles. They're the second owner. And they were having some timing or valve trade yeah, issues. Yeah, Mercedes. Yeah. And when we pulled the valve cover off, it looked like there was a valve cover under the valve cover. Yeah. It yeah. Was it was just, just full of charcoal and nasty. And it's sad because, you know, when you think of something like that in Mercedes, you think that's a high-end car. That's a great car that's supposed to last forever. They cost a million dollars. And they had to last a long time, and they used to when they were actually serviced and maintained every three to five thousand miles. Mm-hmm. But now the manufacturers have tried pushing that out to seventy five hundred to ten thousand miles. And there's some oil producers that say, "Well, we've got a fifteen thousand mile oil." I don't really believe that. And my other question there is: Is that oil filter good for fifteen thousand miles? <laughs> Can it continue to filter that much oil? That's you know. 
I don't know. I, I guess just maybe over maintenanceing in my book is I'd rather over maintenance than under maintenance and get stuck with a big, huge repair. Same. Model. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, oil change in the grand scheme of things isn't that expensive. You know, even your full synthetic, like your truck, you know, it's what, 100 bucks maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does seem kind of expensive, but I've got eight quarts of 040 full synthetic oil. Yeah. And I, you know, the manufacturer does say 5,000 miles. I still have you guys do my sticker for 3,000. And I'm like a lot of, a lot of other car owners out there. Whoops. I kind of went over my three, <laughs> but then I'm seeing you guys around the 4,000 mile mark or 4,500 mile mark. And that's, I guess that's really bad because I come to the shop every day. Every single day. I can't get my oil changed done. We're busy. <laughs> yeah. But if I was doing, you know, if I was trying to go with that 5,000 mile sticker, now I overrun it to 6,500. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not good for it either. So I guess I'd rather be a little bit over maintenance, like I said, you know, on my vehicles than, than to do something like that. Well, $100 oil change is a lot better than a $10,000 motor. Oh, yeah. And that's where engines are. I mean, they are getting quite expensive. And, oh, I don't know, what was it, 10 years ago, eight years ago when they were doing like a cash for clunkers program where they were buying all the running vehicles. Mm-hmm. All those used engines aren't available for no. us anymore. That that batch of engines, they were supposed to demolish, seize them up so that they could not be reused and resold. So that's a problem nowadays is there aren't good used engines. Right. You have to buy a new or remanufactured engine. And they're expensive as heck. And a lot of times we can't get them. You know, they're on back order. Yeah. We've had that happen a couple of times where we ordered one and we're on their waiting list. And it was three months to get one mm-hmm. rebuilt. Um, we even had one for a Mustang that we had to send our engine to oh, them that's right, yeah. for that Mustang. And yeah, it took, I don't know, what was it, another three more months to mm-hmm. get that engine rebuilt and back to us. Again, the, the, the rebuilder was waiting for some parts. Yep. You know, that's a real big thing. So um, doing maintenance, I think, is a, is a good thing. It seems expensive, but when you go look at today's new cars, I mean, just an SUV, I don't know if you can get a plain Jane one for 40000 anymore. You know, it, it, you know. And then that $40,000 vehicle is a $800 a month payment. Yeah. If you're maintaining your car, you can get a whole bunch of miles out of it. And it doesn't cost you $800 a month to maintain a vehicle. Um, we were talked earlier on another podcast with a customer that's got a, a Dodge diesel truck, 470,000 miles. Yeah. He just maintains it. And he brought, that's what he brought it in for. He wants a new clutch, put it in and fix a couple of leaks. He's going to hang on to it. So if he was to go out and buy a new Dodge diesel truck, he's, 75,000 for the bottom minimum yeah Yeah. for a diesel bare minimum it's like no way so maintain your vehicles and it's not that expensive it may seem it at that time but if you actually look at it over the period of the year it's a lot less than your vehicle payments Mm -hmm. Um, in the past i used to tell people if you know your repairs throughout the year is more than a vehicle payment then yeah maybe it is time to buy a new vehicle if you're spending 500 800 a month then yeah, go ahead and buy that new vehicle and have that new car smell and that new warranty and stuff. Um, but again, maintain that vehicle because I don't have the disposable income to replace it every three years. I, mean, I love my 04 Buick LeSabre. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a gem. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got 135,000 <laughs> miles. I love it. I sold it once. I'll never sell it again. Yep. Yeah, so um, maintain the vehicles. It's a lot cheaper to maintain it than it is to go out and buy a new vehicle. And, you know, with the the newer vehicles, they're so complex. You know, I have my two Jeeps. The one has a single camshaft, single timing chain. It's going to last forever. 
My other one has four timing chains, four camshafts. You know, there's just so many more moving parts in there. You got to be on top of the maintenance to keep all that stuff working correctly. And to use the right type of fluid too. Yes. The correct oil is critical. Yeah. That's a real big thing with today's vehicles. Again, back in the 70s, 80s, early 90 cars, you know, 530, 1030 was the main oil staple out there. Mm -hmm. And it was a normal conventional oil. And sometimes people would be nice and treat their car to a semi-synthetic or mobile one you know, oil change every once in a while if they're going on a big trip. But that is now the standard for 95% of the vehicles mm-hmm. and cars out there is a full synthetic oil. And the weights that they have for those oils now, I thought, you know, zero twenty was kind of goofy. My truck takes a zero forty, right? And I think we have some Toyota hybrids out there that are now a zero eight. I mean, yeah, we're basically running water. We have so many different oils in stock now. It's ridiculous just trying to keep up with it. You know. And the reason for these thinner oils is because of the tighter emission things that they have. Um, that the emission purposes, if you have a, a thinner oil, it requires less energy. So it's supposed to be better for the environment, less emissions and such. Um, but they've also designed these passages with such small tolerances, low mm-hmm. tolerances. They need that thin oil to make it through. So if you have a Toyota Prius, don't put 2050 <laughs> when you have 150,000 miles on it. It's not worn out. That no. vehicle is designed for that 020 oil. So keep up with what the manufacturer says. Um, and like you were talking earlier in another podcast, there was they have the variable valve timings. Mm-hmm. And oil pressurizes and depressurizes these to adjust the, the valve timing yeah. for the engine performance. Yeah, to physically move the camshafts right. inside. And if the oil's too thick, it can't do its job. Right. And it'll turn on a check engine light yep. and cause drivability issues and all kinds of things. So oil changes, that's a big thing, guys. Um, don't think you're overdoing it. Please don't go more than 5,000 miles even on a full synthetic oil change, even though your manufacturer says you can. If you plan on keeping this car for a long time or you're going to hand it off to your kid when they go to college, I don't think you want to put a motor in it while they're <laughs> off to college. That college bill is already big enough. So you don't need you know, transportation costs on top of yeah. that. I also recommend when you go to get your oil changes done, take it to an actual repair shop. Um, that way you have a, someone who knows what they're looking at working on your vehicle. So if there's any any issues that they see arising, it can be caught, you know, and you're not having you know a, a quick lube they they serve their purpose it's like fast food you know it's quick it's easy it's convenient it's not that great for you um same thing for your car you know okay. if you're That's in a pinch analogy. get it in but if you have a professional technician looking at your car they know what to look for so if there is a problem coming up they can catch it and let you know about it before it leaves you on the side of the road yeah, that's, that's a good idea. I mean, like you said, the quick lubes are convenient when you're out of town and you need to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a full-fledged mechanic, that's nice. A lot of the full-fledged mechanics hate doing oil changes because here it is, an oil change. But they're looking for your safety for that vehicle. Mm-hmm. And they're going to let you know what the brakes are looking like. They're going to let you know that you have fluid leaks, um, that there's coolant dripping under here. The, the other people at the quick lube places, you know, some of those people don't know what they're looking for. They just know this is my job. Remove drain plug, reinsert drain plug. The other guy, you know, replace filter and put that in there. So they're, they're learning to work on cars, working on your car. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that can get expensive. That can get expensive. So yeah, it is every, it is a good idea. Every once in a while, take it to a real professional shop, your real mechanic and have them take a look at it. Um, I also recommend to our customers that have new vehicles and the dealerships always give you that free oil change for the first three years. Well, they're doing that to keep you under warranty 
And while it's under warranty, it just seems to be, I don't know, interesting to me that as soon as your car is out of warranty, you're at 38,000 miles getting that oil change done at 39. Oh, you have a shock that's leaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crusty's from a water pump that had leaked at one time. Um, dealerships don't like to do warranty work because it's free and they get paid less money. So in my opinion, they're not really trying to find anything while it's under warranty. And it just seems to be amazing to me that once you're out of warranty, then all this stuff happens. So I like to tell our customers before you're out of warranty, go ahead, get your free oil changes. I don't mind. But before you're out of warranty, let me do an inspection on it and an oil change. And I can let you know, yeah, it looks like your water pump had leaked at one time. Now you can go to the dealer and say, hey, I did see coolant on my floor. Mm-hmm. The dealer will take care of it under warranty. Yeah, absolutely. So get a real professional guy at least once a year. Take a look and, and eyeball your vehicle and, and let you know what the safety thing is. That way you can also budget it for mm-hmm. later on in the year. So that's a good idea on that. Um, back to transmission fluids. Um, what do you think on these wonderful lifetime transmission fluids that they have? And no dipsticks. There's yeah. a lot of new manufacturers. <laughs> They're not giving you a dipstick to check it anymore. Yeah. Well, the, the lifetime fluid is the lifetime of the transmission, not necessarily the car. Um, I'm still a believer in about every, you know, typically 30 to 60,000 miles to service the transmission. Um, you know, transmissions usually die from heat. Once that fluid gets worn, it can't take care of the heat running through there anymore. Um, take care of your transmissions. Um, as far as like the, the, the dipstick and lack thereof anymore is because everybody uses their own fluids. And if you put the wrong fluid in, you can damage the transmission. So they just take the option away. Right. Again, that's the transmission fluid is just like engine oil. There's mm-hmm. 20 different flavors. Yeah. Yes. And different friction modifiers. And, um, there's a manufacturer out there, um, that keeps superseding their fluid mm-hmm. from the, oh, I forgot if it was CVT2 or N- NST2. Oh, the, NS2, NS3, NS4. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now they're up to the NS5, you know, and it's like, wow, I guess they just keep getting better and better. But it all does supersede the older stuff that they used to use. Usually, yeah. Found a better fluid, a better friction modifier. So um, getting your maintenance done, that's that's always a good critical thing. Again, with uh, let's go to the, the radiator fluid. How long do you think a radiator fluid should last that antifreeze coolant in there i mean again they have the supposed five-year um antifreeze that's supposed to be good for their that type of life but there's still a lot of acid that builds up from the combustion and the the heat transfer and the the uh, lube shops topping off your fluids do they top it off with the right stuff or just water did you lose some along the way Mm -hmm. um uh, what do you think on on the on servicing the radiator versus the manufacturer's recommendation typical modern cooling systems i usually recommend about sixty thousand miles um you know the coolant will actually generate electricity cycling through your engine and radiator and all that um also it becomes kind of corrosive and most of the modern vehicles now the cooling system components are all made out of plastic and they get brittle they wear out they crack they break so you can get keep clean fluid in there it'll extend the life of those cheap plastic components a little bit longer hopefully 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 (laughs) you're right so and that's the other thing too is i mean usually they tell you it's a five-year fluid well you're probably going to have a water pump or a hose leak before then or a thermostat gets stuck Mm -hmm. and so at that time go ahead and have it serviced and flushed out and go back 
I like to, I still recommend go back with the original manufacturer's stuff oh, instead absolutely. of the universal stuff. Yeah. Um, because when you're flushing, you're not going to get every little bit out of it. Um, years ago, there used to be an issue with actually cross-contaminating green and orange colon. It yeah. kind of gelled and did some Turned into stuff. mud. Yeah. So I do recommend going with the original manufacturer's fluid. Um, there is some universal stuff out there. If you're in a pinch, you're on a road trip and you got to top it off fine but get it flushed out and go back to the original equipment yes. whatever the manufacturer recommended because again they have different formulas for that and i'm looking at our parts shelf we have like 19 different coolants on there and some of them are for hybrids and mm -hmm. some of them are for normal cars and um there's an oat formula and and different formulas for coolants and if you put the wrong stuff in a hybrid you could short circuit, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's interesting on what they have and the characteristics and additives that they have for engine coolant. And it's the same thing as antifreeze. Mm. You know, those two terms are, are interchangeable. We just use coolant in the summertime and antifreeze in the wintertime, <laughs> but it's actually the same fluid. Um, how about brake fluid, doing brake fluid flushes and, and such? There are some manufacturers that do recommend every 15,000 miles. And then there are some manufacturers that don't recommend anything at all. What do you guys do to check the brake fluid? And do you go by the owner's manual or do you go by what you're actually seeing on whatever test? We, we do doing? a combination of mileage intervals, but we also test the fluid every time a vehicle is serviced here. We have a little tester that we put in, hit a button, and it tells us the moisture content of the brake fluid. Um, brake fluid actually absorbs moisture. Uh, that's part of its job. But once it gets to like 2%, 3%, 4% or more of moisture, you want to get it out of there. It can start damaging the internal components in your brake system. So it can become corrosive and, mm -hmm. and cause some rust and stuff yep. to start sticking and stuff. So, and the brake fluid actually, I mean, it collects the moisture because it's actually getting hot, I guess, because the fluid is actually pressing on the backside of the brake pad mm -hmm. through a piston. And that generates a lot of heat. If you ever watch, you know, race cars and shows and stuff like that, you actually see Floating the rotors. Red. Yeah. So that heat is actually being transferred into the fluid then you can actually boil mm -hmm. brake fluid. So true, clean, pure brake fluid doesn't boil at as low a point as water. Right. If you've ever been driving down a mountain and the brakes just don't feel nearly as good as they did, you know, once you get down to the bottom, your brake fluid's probably getting cooked. Yep. Interesting. So, um, yeah. So, again, going back to the maintenance of your vehicles, following the owner's manual is a good basic um, way to do your maintenance. Um, but once you build a relationship with a repair shop, talk to your friends. Also do your Google and check reviews and stuff like that and check out some forums and educate yourself and talk to the experts that are familiar with those fluids. Um, I'm always talking to my oil supplier guy. I'm talking to my fluid guy, um, just learning all the new stuff that's out there. And they're telling me, you know, now there's a zero eight oil that's coming out there. And, you know, all this new stuff. It's like, really, I have to, I have to stock a few more cases of this yep. for a car that I might be seeing. And it's nice just to stay ahead of your maintenance and keep your vehicle maintained. Um, unless you have tons and tons of extra money, which I don't. And a lot of my customers don't to replace that car every two years, three years. Um, you know, cars are just too expensive to throw away. Nowadays, yeah. You know, um, back in the old days, they were cheap. They were easy to maintain and, you could get a replacement engine for 500 bucks or your buddy always had something in the garage or something. But like Mark's saying, the replacement engine's $10,000. Um, and three months usually of downtime yeah. trying to get the parts and then getting the repair done. Right. 
So um, please maintain your vehicles, do whatever you can. Talk to your repair shop, see what they're recommending. Talk to your friends, do some Googling. Um, give us a call here at AutoWorks and we can tell you our, our thoughts and tricks and, and, and ideas about maintaining your vehicle. Again, we're going to ask you about your, your driving habits and what you do. Um, if you're somebody that's on the road running back and forth to Phoenix on a daily basis, you know, we can push and extend some things um, or we might recommend some things sooner. Mm -hmm. um, if you're an RVer that's towing that, that 40 foot fifth wheel behind you all the time, I'm going to recommend doing that transmission service every 30,000 sure. miles because you're actually differentials putting some well. heat to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're not cheap. I, my truck just turned 51,000 miles at 30,000 miles. I had them do the transmission service on it. The transmission filter is part of the transmission pan. Yep. And then it took, I think, 11 quarts of oil at $33 per quart. <laughs> so when they gave me my bill for almost $800 for doing a transmission service, holy moly. But then I talked to my friend at the transmission shop. He says, don't do it. I'll rebuild it for you for $8,000. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, I'll what spend a, 10%. Yeah. yeah, I'll spend 10% to maintain it and get some more life out of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And now that I'm at 51 or 53,000 miles, I know I've got to start budgeting. You know, because you guys here are going to tell me, hey, you're at 60000 It's It's ready for another service. Time to shell out some money there, boss. <sighs> <laughs> Fun times. I'll have to check the gift card and see how many Santa left. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maybe I can do something like that. But um, Any questions or comments that you may have for us about the maintenance of your vehicle and what you need to do and, and maintain it and get the light, most life out of it, um, give us a call. We'll gladly talk to you and let you know, and we'll go over your history with you. Um, try to keep your records for what you have done to your vehicle, because if you're going to a new shop, you may forget what was done and the re new repair shops are not going to know what was done. Um, a lot of today's repair shops, whatever work we do gets reported to Carfax. So mm -hmm. that's kind of a helpful thing. You can go to mycarfax.com and it'll pull up a history of what's been recorded to them, reported to them about what was done. It won't you know, tell you the dollar amount that was spent, but it'll tell you that it had a lube oil filter or it had a transmission service yeah. or tires rotating mm -hmm. or something like that. So if you don't have your records, that's a place you can go to mycarfax.com and get some background information on your vehicle as to the maintenance and we also do that too with our software. Yep. We can access that, that Carfax information. It kind of gives us a general thing. Yeah. But if you've got a neighbor that, you know, does some of your work for you, that might not be reported. So you'll have to keep <laughs> records of that and say, oh yeah, he just replaced my AC system last mm. week, last year. Yes. So keep your records um, and let the repair shop, wherever you're going, know what you've done. They can put a note in their records so they know things have been done 20,000 miles ago. So they're not going to bug you for a transmission service for another 10,000 miles mm -hmm. um, because some of that stuff's not reported. But vehicle maintenance, I think it's something, you know, that we all need to do. And replacing your vehicle every few years is just much more expensive than actually maintaining your vehicle. Um, and if you have a fleet of vehicles, I've got a customer that has a fleet of vehicles and he buys something and. Hey, he's a really nice guy. I should put his name out there because he does all the maintenance. And as soon as he puts new tires on it, then he sells it. So, um, except you, the one that he sold me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't give me new tires. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that is something to maintain your vehicle. It also increases the value, the resale value of your vehicle. And, um, it's peace of mind. Keeps you yeah. on the road longer. So anything else you want to add, Mark? No, I think we covered it pretty well. Great. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another podcast, and we'll be back with more later. So thank you. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.
If you have a question for the show, for me, or about your car or truck, don't hesitate to call us. Our number is 928-628-6898. Or you can visit autoworksserviceandrepair.com. Please reach out because we're always happy to help. Remember, you won't find jerks at AutoWorks. AutoWorks is proud to be part of Cast 11, Prescott's podcast network.